Welcome back to Live Your Full Life Now podcast. So we are still on the same teaching of manage your life to manage, um, manage your time to manage your life. And um, uh, during the last uh, teaching, uh, I talked to you guys about your own belief system about yourself and how that's really important, how you think and feel about yourself will either help you reach and live a better level of life or uh, get you stuck where you are or even make things worse. So we kind of went over that, your beliefs about yourself versus what God says about you. And it's really important for us to believe what the word of God says about us and take that as our beliefs, not our own beliefs about ourselves, Uh, right? So pretty soon we're going to start making a list of every single area of our lives that we would like to improve on. And this will be different for everybody. Uh, But usually the areas that people um, like to improve on, it goes anywhere from spiritual to physical to health, finances, relationships, work, and um, our social lives. So why don't you guys start making a list? And uh, for that list, uh, write down where you are now in those areas. Where are you with your spiritual walk with God? Another word, uh, how much time do you spend? Uh, how much do you know? How much would you like to know? Uh, you definitely want to improve that area, right? Like that's the first before anything else. And then go over. we'll go over the physical. Are you happy with your physical health? Would you like to improve on it? Um What are the changes you would like to see in your life physically? And then we'll go over um, your personal relationships. What kind of relationships are in your lifestyle? Would you like to improve on those? Would you like to add new relationships or get rid of some that are toxic? Um, Then we're going to go over the financial. Where are you now? Where would you like to be? Obviously, um, I would say majority of the people would like to be financially free. um, So they're not in bondage to death and get to a place where they can freely live and enjoy their lives and give back and do good for other people, right? And uh, what about your work or career? Where are you now? Where would you like to be? Apparently, there is a path between <laughs> where people are and where they can become successful, right? There's like skills that have to be added. Time has to be spent gaining experiences or, uh, you know, uh, being persistent and what you want to achieve in life. There's a path for that. So, Uh, Why don't we make that homework for this time that you will um, make a list of where you are and maybe write a paragraph of where you are in each one of those areas and where would you like it to be? Where would you like to see yourself? Um, So that's something that we're going to go over in the next teaching. But before we go there, uh, some of you might question um, as well. I, I can write these things down, but how do I know if that's God's will for me to have those things, right? So I want to read you guys a verse. And that's a very legitimate question. Um, If um, you're asking yourself, well, um, I've heard that if you, um, you know, if you're a Christian, you shouldn't want these things. You shouldn't have these things. You should pretty much sacrifice your life for God and live in this uh, state of sacrifice all the time and I just feel bad even for asking uh, because I don't think I should ask right so that could be your belief so we're going to deal with that and um, we're going to go over that Um, I want to show you guys a verse in James and this is James I believe verses one through four 
So we're going to address that with scripture. So James 1, 1 through 4 says, What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire but do not have. You So you kill, you covet, but you cannot get what you want. So you quarrel and fight. You don't have because you don't ask God. When you ask, you don't receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. Um, King's James Version says on your lust. You know, the, the Bible talks about the lust of the flesh. So in other words, it says you do, you do everything you can to get what you want except asking God. You're not asking God. And some of you might say, no, I've asked God. I trust me. I've been praying and asking God, but that prayer hasn't been answered. And then it says, well, if you're asking, you're asking with the wrong motive. And that motive is because you want to spend it on yourself, you know, on your lust, the lust of the flesh. Well, this can be com being taken completely out of context. Some people want to say, see there, you're not supposed to ask anything for yourself because if you ask anything for yourself, uh, you know, for you to live a better life, be more prosperous, be more successful, then it's you're being selfish. And that's exactly what this verse is talking about. Well, it's not. This verse is saying if, if you are separate from God and you don't accept him and he's not in your life and you're living for yourself, you feel like you're a self-made woman or a man and you don't need God and you can do everything on your own, but you're trying to get those things on your own effort, that's why you don't receive them, right? Because you're not connected with God. But if you are connected with God, if this is not for your lust, right? If what you living at a higher level of life will actually benefit other people, not only benefit you and bless you, but also will be a blessing to other people. Don't you think God want that for you? And some of you might still argue, no, I don't think so. I think we should live like a small lives and Christians are supposed to be all missionaries and, you know, uh, live in tents and have nothing. And if that's your belief, uh, my belief is not, it's completely against that. I don't, I don't agree with that um, because I believe God is, he's saying, ask me. I mean, if he was, he went to the extent that he sent his own son to die for us on the cross, to pay the price of sin, won't he give you the things that you desire? And actually there's a verse about that in the Bible. You know, it says, which one of you, if you ask your father, he'll, you know, you want bread or something, he'll give you a stone or a snake. <laughs> and then it says, how much more your heavenly father will give you things if you ask of him. So in other words, you might say, okay, well then if that's the case, I've been asking and it hasn't happened. So we'll go over that. You've been asking, but it may be still happening in the future. Maybe God is getting you ready for that. Maybe your character is not there where you can receive it and handle it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you're not going to give a 10 year old the keys to your car. They're not ready to drive, right? They might kill themselves and other people and cause tremendous injury. But you will give it to them when they're of age and they legally can drive and now they can uh, have the skills to drive it, right? So you're asking, but if you're not ready to receive it, it's not going to benefit you but do more harm. Then God is going to hold off till you get more mature to receive it. So why don't you ask God, say, Lord, this is what I want. Well, actually, let's do this. Why don't you guys make a list of everything you want in life? Every area that I talked about, or even if there's areas that I didn't, please put those as well. And take your list before God and say, Lord, this, these are the desires of my heart, right? His word saying, what is it? Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. That's literally in the Bible. 
There's a lot of verses about the desires of your heart. Okay. So lift up that list to God and say, Lord, these are the desires of my heart in every single area and the area of relationship and the area of uh, spirituality, career, finances, social life, family. Um, I'm, I'm lifting it up to you. If there's anything on this list that you don't want me to have, or it's not the right time for me to have, please remove that desire from me. I'm surrendering my soul, my mind, my body, everything to you. And I'm asking you, if this is not what you want from me, remove that desire from my heart. God has power to do that. You know, God is the only one who can change people's heart. So I believe if you do that, like do it regularly and still after a while, you still have the same desires, then those are the desires that God has put in your heart and he wants you to have them. Because if he didn't, he will say, yep, you're wrong. You're not supposed to have this desire. Therefore, I've, for example, I mean, how many people with drug addiction have gone before God and have cried out with all their heart, remove this from me. I can't do it on my own. And then they say, next day I woke up and completely all desire is gone. I have never touched it again. I have no desire for it. I don't know what happened, but God took it away from me. So definitely God can change people's heart, right? He can remove a desire or put a desire. So if you're lifting it up to him and you're saying, I want these things in life, but if they're not going to glorify you, if they're not here to bless me and my loved ones and other people, if this is not what you want from me, take it away from me, then remove that desire. But if that desire is still there, means he wants you to have it. So now the next thing is you might say, okay, great. I still feel like I, you know, have these desires in my life or these different areas of my life to, for my life to progress to the next level and have these things. But I'm afraid. I'm afraid to take that step. I'm afraid to do this. I'm afraid. Let's see what the Bible has to say about being afraid. And this is in 2 Timothy 1.7. This is a famous verse. It says, for the spirit of God, uh, for the spirit God gives us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Another translation says, for God did not give us a spirit of timidity and fear, but a spirit of uh, power and self-discipline. Power, love, and self-discipline. For, for God did not give us a spirit of timidity and fear, but a spirit of power, love, and self-discipline. Another word is saying, if you're feeling fearful, this is not God's spirit making you fearful that is in you. This is something coming against you from outside. This is your environment. This is wrong lies, beliefs that you're holding on to or you're paying attention to. So if there's something that God has put in your heart and you have desires that he hasn't removed, then ask him, what is my next step? What do I need to do? Because whether I feel fearful or not, I'm just going to take it because you will empower me to take it. Okay, so let's deal with fear right here, right now. You, even if you feel afraid, still take the step that God puts in front of you and don't overwhelm yourself with accomplishing this huge task. You know, you might have a, a year old goal and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I can't do it. And then just uh, you know, uh, step, take a step back. No, say, I just need to know. And that's honestly, that's how God works. He will always show you one step at a time, because if he shows us all the stuff, we will get overwhelmed and we'll say, there's no way I can do that. But one step at a time, he'll empower us to do it. Right. Um, another thing that I want to talk to you guys about, and this is the last thing I'm going to address here before I finish this podcast is the way you speak about yourself and your circumstances. You might say, what do you mean? So many people will sabotage their future, their lives, their joy, their peace, 
by saying the wrong words because they will think it's just words. And that's not it. Remember, the Bible says we were created in the image of God. Okay, God is a creator being. He created things by speaking things. I mean, think about it. When people speak about, they tell you a story that they were on vacation and they tell you everything about that vacation, where they went, what they saw, what they did. You're literally seeing a movie in your head. Every word they speak is creating an image in your head that has power. Okay, it might even get you excited saying, wow, I wish I could go there. I wish I could do that. That sounds so much fun because you're seeing the, all these pictures, these words that this person is speaking is painting pictures in your head. So that's why the Bible puts so much emphasis on the words we speak. We have to be so careful about what we say. Yes, yeah, sometimes the facts are messy, they're ugly, and they're broken. And we don't need to come say them all the time, you know? I don't even know if we need to say them one time. Maybe we need to speak to them about them one time to one person, or maybe if we need to go to the doctor, we discuss it. Yes, I'm not saying be in denial about the facts, but overcome the negative, wrong, broken facts in your life with the word of God. So you have to know a scripture, right? You have, you know, actually the Bible says this, one of the weapons of the armor of God, which is a spiritual armor that we're supposed to wear every day by being in the word, is the word of God. It's the word of God comes against the lies of the enemy. It's a weapon. It's a, it's a sword, right? The word of God is a sword. So Proverbs 18.21 says, The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. The tongue has the power of life and death. So let me ask you, what are the things you say about yourself as far as your health goes? As far as your, um, I don't know, finances go, as far as your relationship go, as far as your children go, or your spouse, or your girlfriend, or your boyfriend, or your skills. Do you say, you know, the world has this like, it's almost like the norm. I'm so stupid. I can't believe I did that. And then what's interesting, as people get older, they literally claim, I'm just getting more forgetful. I just forget things. I forget. I don't remember things like I used to anymore. And I'm, you know, fat and ugly and I don't look good. And I hate the way my hair looks and I hate my job and I hate where I live and uh, my friends are mean. And oh, my gosh, like we're constantly... <laughs> saying negative things about our situation and then expect good things to happen. It doesn't work that way. You got to turn it around. You got to zip it, have control over the words that come out of your mouth and say, I'm not going to say that. I'm sorry because my words create things. I'm going to bless myself and I'm going to bless my family regardless of how they act or where they are, what they're doing. I'm going to say what the word of God says about the children of the godly. I'm going to bless my husband with my words and I'm going to bless my skills or whatever. Say, find a verse that has to do with that situation and says, that's what the word of God says. That's the truth. Anything else are facts. And guess what? Facts are changing all the time. Facts cannot stay the same forever. But the truth is eternal. God's truth is eternal. So one way for you guys, for me as well, to take our lives to the next higher level is to stop saying negative things about our circumstances and about whether they're facts or not but to prophesy and say the good things that the word of God says about it, right? Even about ourselves. Bless yourself with your words. So um, 
I think I'm going to um, end this teaching here. So we're actually going to start um, the, it's not going to be a new teaching because we're still on the same teaching as, as far as manage your time uh, to manage your life. But now we're going to get into every area. Uh, we're going to start with spirituality, how we, we can get more, not spiritual, but more close to God and get to know him better, right? Um, and then we'll go over every area and see how we're using our time every day, what tweaks we need to make, what changes we need to make uh, to take our lives to the next higher, better, fuller level and actually use the gifts and talents that God has given us, not only to bless ourselves, but to bring blessings to so many people that we will encounter in our lives. So um, hopefully this teaching has helped you to see things in a different, new, fresher way. And knowing that, yes, it is God's will for you to live a full life. It is God's will for you to have a better life. So change your belief according to his word and then step out in faith, come against fear and say, I will do that and I'm going to do that. So until the next teaching, God be with you and God bless you.